Hey everybody, welcome to Game Goose. We are late start, we're day late and 20 minutes, <laughs> day and 20 minutes late. Uh, it's still my wife's birthday. We're still having issues. Anyway, today's September 16th, 2020, season three, episode seven. I uh, hope everyone's having a great day. I'm over here fighting my computer to uh, do this podcast. And Neil's over in, in, uh, in Computerland in New York City. <laughs> There's probably <laughs> more computers there than just about anywhere. So. That's true. I almost—I don't know why computer land was kind of on my face. But. More computers per cap. Computers. Computers, computers. per cap. Capita. You got more computers. I'm a computer. Computer. Yeah. Uh, I'm doing great in the computer capital of the world, uh, <laughs> which I'm sure is wholly untrue. Um, but yeah. Clinton, how are you over there? I'm going to take some pressure off of Dan this week. He's <laughs> having a rough go of it. I'm doing well. <laughs> this is I, true. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, you know, we're, things are slowly starting to ramp up at work. So we'll see how it goes the next the next month. We get a new COVID case about once every two weeks or so. So Really? Yeah. In your job and you're in your building? Yeah. Dang. No one yeah. I know yet, but we'll see. No one I work closely with yet. That's so. good. Other than the one senator who got it, he's probably the closest I've been to anyone. Closest yeah. that you know of. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So One of my coworkers, say. his roommate got it, but he works at the other office. So he did visit us earlier this week. So if he comes positive, we're all going to go get tested. <laughs> I miraculous, miraculously only know someone in Michigan who's got it in the Grand Rapids area. Yeah. I know yeah. nobody in New York that has got it. That's good. Dang. Yeah, that's good. Um, so what have you guys been playing video game wise? It's been a crazy week, so short list. Apex, golf, spell break. Done. Yeah, uh, that's uh the same as as Neil. Oh, I had one more in there, but yeah, we've been playing Apex playing Spellbreak, which I don't think we've talked about yet. It's a, another Battle Royale that's free to play. Um, it's imagine if you were a bender from Avatar and you're trying to win. It's not my favorite game I've ever played, but I like it. Um, and it's definitely... It's got some good guts there. Um, it mm-hmm. feels like less of a shooter than like the Fortnites and the Apex. There's a, It mm-hmm. seems like there's a lot more focus on mobility and like a lot of mobility um, yeah mobility and how you combine because you pick a class at the beginning you can be poison rock fire ice or air and um, toxic did you say that i said poison um, oh there, yeah, there's six though so we're missing one lightning lightning um so lightning. you pick that and that's like your main element it never changes and then along the way you find other gauntlets which are what give you your power your power and a lot of the powers can kind of interact and have yeah. fun, can cancel each other out, can combine to make things do more damage. And can you get of... two gauntlets of the same? No, you no. cannot. Nope, so you can only upgrade your one. It wouldn't change anything. It's not like you can double um, throw them or anything. So it's fun. You can fly around. Um, it does. It's very, very definitely inspired by Avatar and to some extent. There's moves out of it that are straight out of the cartoon. <laughs> So. And a lot of it's kind of divinity-like as well. Um, like gas and fire explodes mm-hmm. and uh, um, a lot of rock abilities like cancel out fire and a bunch of stuff like that. Um, but it's fun. It's got, I won't play it forever, but it's it's fun to hop into new mm-hmm. um, developing things. It's still a beta. Um, mm-hmm. and just it works really well. It doesn't like crash or stutter or anything for a beta. Yeah. It's just really loud. That's the only thing. I've it is very loud. Something about that audio is cranked to 12. <laughs> you got to turn it down. Like as soon as you start the game, you're like, oh, sorry. Can't hear you guys. Got to balance this out. Um, um, but yeah, they can get the fights can get pretty intense, too, towards the end. Um, and then other I, than that, Dan and I played, uh, tried to, tried to play Marvel. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what's that game actually called? Is it called Marvel's? Avengers? Avengers, yeah. Okay. Um, and it, it oh, is in yeah. such a state of disarray that you can't even play online with your friends right now. Um, you just get stuck in an infinite loading screen. Mm-hmm. And as much as I enjoy that game, I don't want to play it alone. Uh, so I just haven't touched it for over a week. Yeah, and I've really wanted to play it because I really enjoyed a lot of aspects of that game. And it was just such 
so disappointing to just watch that loading screen do absolutely nothing. So, uh, <laughs> so I bought it patch. after. Oh yeah. After we talked about it, so I could play with you guys, which mm-hmm. never got to do. I played one thing with you, I think, Dan, and then I had yeah. to go do something else. But uh, yesterday or the day before, I booted it up just to play the campaign and Mm -hmm. the like loading splash screen when you like launch the game just stayed over everything. So I couldn't even see. (laughs) (laughs) Like I could hear it like doing all the loading and like, and then it went into a menu and like even did like the, where the music stutters, I could hear that doing that. (laughs) I think their hot patch came out. Well, still to this day, even when it was working, there's a point where you get through like the press a to play this game at the very beginning. And as it loads the the main menu, the without fault, it also skipping. goes but It just skips for about ten seconds, and then I yeah. Um, but I think there was a hot patch that came out. What we recorded last Tuesday, it must have been out on Wednesday. And whatever they did, broke everything and did not fix the things they said it fixed. Yeah, I think it was just <laughs> what do you call it, a French edit, Neil? A French revision, but no, a French revision is where you do nothing. And your client thinks you've done something and goes, ah, I love it. Uh, this is not a French revision because they've done something and everyone hates it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just broke like it just broke the game for us. Um, so there's supposed to be a huge patch uh, from what they're saying. There's more than seven pages of patch notes coming probably tomorrow. Um, so hopefully this fixes it. I've heard a lot of rumors about the game. Um, that originally it was meant to only be next gen and then the companies pushed them to to come out and have it be for both or square enix pushed them and make it do it for both and so apparently you know there's that rumor that it's really made for the next gen and this version wasn't ready and that's why it's such a mess although i don't know if i believe that because the pc version is awful uh so it kind of just seems well, like it still could have been like they were planning on releasing holiday season and they were shoved to push it this summer yeah so um yeah so who knows there's just a lot of stuff in the game that just seems like you know another couple months in the oven it would have been good there's really awkward things like people will uh one of the things they do in the subreddit is show things that happen in the trailer and then so they have like this expectation of what a character should do or be and then they'll put it next to a clip of what actually happens so there's like in the trailer there's captain america and he's running with a shield and he's like knocking people aside and when you run into someone with a shield in the game, absolutely nothing happens. You kind of just bounce off of them, and they characters don't interact at all. Um, there's a one where you know Iron Man shoots his beam at Captain America, and he reflects it off, and in the in the trailer, and people do that, and absolutely nothing happens. The characters don't interact. Although there are videos of people being able to do it, like one out of every ten times. So they're like, it's here. It just doesn't trigger correctly. Really? Um, yeah. There's a video of, of Hulk lifting up cars, of him ripping up trees and using them as weapons, and he can't do any of that. Um, so <laughs> people kind of say, like, it sounds like they had all this stuff. And the fact that Captain America's shield does so little makes it seem like they didn't finish it. Yeah. You know, so... We'll see. I, I like the core of the game. I hope that they fix it. But, yeah. Yeah. It's all right. I uh, your review this week is much more tepid than last week. Yeah. Well, yeah. We <laughs> last can't week play. I it. feel like we were we were fighting a. It, at last week, the game was in working condition, and we were fighting what seemed to be completely unfounded, like negative reviews. Yes. Now I have no defense for it. I can't play your game. <laughs> yes. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, because um, it was like, this game is fine, and it's fun. And now it's like, I can't play the game. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, and yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, they're going to start telling you how the loot works, which is a big complaint. People are like, okay, we need to know what we need to be doing. Yeah. Like, if you're going to have this end game like this, what is worth it? I can't just take a guess. Um, so we'll see what they fix. And it's it, it as long as the core of the game is fun, there's always hope. Um, but they really need to get on it. So. Yeah. Um, and then the last game I played was Super Mario All-Stars. Um, so the 3D version is coming out this Friday. Um, I should have that, and I'm excited for that. But um, in addition, the original Super Mario All-Stars for SNES came to Nintendo Switch Online. That is um, Super Mario Brothers, Super Mario Brothers The Lost Level, Super Mario Brothers 3, and maybe 2? I can't remember. 
but they're it's all got, up to, it's got, yeah one two three in the last levels okay um they're all updated to super mario world graphics um so i played through, through super mario brothers for the first time because it's a little smoother uh with the snes kind of um style and i'm playing through three in the snes style so i've never done either of those um really fun i mean super mario Bros. 3 is my favorite mario and it's just fun with those slightly different um graphics so nice yeah nice. what have you been playing clinton Glenn, what's uh... your new survival game <laughs> i don't think there is one actually uh wow. i was looking through a bunch of them the other day uh no i've been playing league of legends i played like four games today and three of them were god awful uh and the other one was like awful in the other way where the matchmaking is just garbage you either destroy people or you get destroyed and it's just not fun right. either way uh <clears throat> i don't know other than that i played marvel played uh some uh crusader kings 3 i haven't really got into it much i'm still like doing the tutorial where you're like trying to take over ireland uh it's seems like it's pretty in-depth i'm like i said i'm not very far into it but i think there's a lot to it i think it'll be fun to uh kind of dig into uh but other than that i guess i've been playing a bit of valorant here and there uh and then tonight and i played it last week and a few times other than that too i think uh we're gonna play among us which is a super fun game i'm sure if anyone is at all familiar with any streamers you'll know what it is uh you it's there's two to three people usually uh i guess depending on how many people you have playing uh so everyone's like a crew member on a space station or some kind of outpost or whatever uh and you're running around completing tasks fixing broken wires and bottling oxygen and sorting specimens in a laboratory and stuff uh but meanwhile there are two imposters that are running around trying to murder everyone before they can complete their tasks uh and then if you find a body you report it everyone comes together for a meeting uh and then the imposters have to kind the, of like lie the actual gameplay everybody's muted so you can't talk yeah to each other. you can't talk to each other while you're like running around doing tasks uh so you can murder someone and people might not find the body for 30 seconds a minute minute and a half whatever uh so you're just trying to like get yourself an alibi or whatever if you're the imposter or just lying any way shape or form you can to get kind of the uh needle to swing towards someone else uh but yeah it's super fun we played it for like four hours the other night and oh, it was wow. some of the most fun i've had in a long time playing games uh and it's great too because everyone like everyone starts getting like you can tell everyone has kind of like a certain style of gameplay so it's been fun trying to like figure that out and trying to change mine up so no one else can figure out kind of like what i'm doing or whatever but it's super funny we're gonna play it tonight and i think you'll i'm very excited yeah. to join i've wanted to play it for a week i've been texting clinton like hey you should do this on tabletop turkey hey you should text me next time you've <laughs> yeah. I found no, out I can play on my iPad, so I'm sure that will be a disadvantage. But why don't it's I can not too bad? I don't think you just have to. Like, I don't think you can like moving move around while you're hard. looking at maps. Yeah, yeah. Which you can you can do that, and it that's a give because uh, the imposters can like sabotage things on mm -hmm. the map. Yeah. So it'll be like they'll sabotage oxygen, so crew members have to get to two locations to reset oxygen, or else everybody dies and the imposters win. Yeah. Um, but like, if you can't move while you're looking at a map, it's like that person stopped in the middle of the road for, for what's he doing? <laughs> yeah. You just have to do it at tasks when you're faking tasks. <laughs> yep. But yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's just like a hidden identity kind of uh, game. I mean, they're super popular. Mafia, Werewolf, uh, mm -hmm. Secret Hitler. They're, it's like board yeah. games. It's like a huge genre. Well, it kind of reminds me of, wasn't there a, in the latest Jackbox? Wasn't there kind of like a version yeah, of that? Yeah, yeah. So there's like, uh, there's Monster That's Seeking a... Monster, which is kind yeah. of like a mm -hmm. hidden, hidden, uh, hidden role game. Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, there's a bunch of them. So yeah, it's... but what was the one we played where you were specifically oh. aliens? And remember, oh, we yeah. like asked a question, uh, and the aliens got different answers. Oh right, yeah. that one was that really one's... hard. Yeah, I don't like that one because it is super yeah. easy to figure out who the aliens are because the questions gotcha. just give you away. Right. Uh, but there's also the like one where you point at people uh, for different things, or you like hold up a different oh. number or whatever. Same same yeah. thing as that. Like those are. Those are okay, but it's just super hard when you are the imposter because you like the questions they give you are just different. So like, right. it can be either super obvious or like not obvious at all, and it's just like, how do you how do you come back from like if the question is how many feet do you have and I hold up four fingers like because mine was like how many feet do horses have? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And I don't yeah. think it would do that. It would be like, what is, how tall find are you a, in feet? Or find a YouTuber if you're curious and watch it. There's a guy named Mr. Fruit who has some pretty funny videos. Um, yeah, it's it looks like a fun party game. Among Us? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and like every every single popular streamer is streaming it right now. It's like super popular. It's hard to like even get games going because... The servers are just overloaded and gotcha. crashing and stuff. So, but yeah, it's super nice. fun. It, you can get it on your phone. You can get it on iPad, on mm-hmm. computer. What's on Steam? It's like five bucks uh, on Steam. It's free on phones and iPads. But nice. Yeah, it's super fun. Uh, play it in voice chat with a bunch of friends if you can, because playing it online with just strangers wouldn't. I don't think would not be would enjoyable or fun. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, playing it online in voice chat the other night was some of the most fun I've had in a long time. So. And when and when someone dies, they stay muted, right? Yeah, yeah, they can't talk at all the rest of the game. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Yeah. All right. Anything else before we move on? Nope. No. All right. Well, last week we talked about kind of what we enjoyed about RPGs in preparation to create our own RPGs. So this week we're going to uh, talk about if we got to make our own RPG video game. What would we make? I believe we just said Neil's going first. Why I don't I go first? first. You can Clinton, go first. Go first. I'll go first because I have the least prepared. Gotcha. It's also known as <laughs> zero prepared. So I'm just going to spitball here. You're winging yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, so there's a dude or a lady. <laughs> or a lady. <laughs> and you make wine. Uh, you're just naming <laughs> things in your kitchen. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, so I've, I was thinking about it earlier today, and I was like, what would I want to do? And, like, what hasn't been done? And, mm-hmm. uh, like, what would be interesting to me? And... I don't know. I was thinking, like, I kept coming back to Wind Waker and, like, Vikings. And just, like, I haven't played a good, like, sailing-based, like, RPG. And, like, Assassin's Creed is doing a new Viking one. Is that mm-hmm. out? When does that come out? Uh, I think this year. I think kind of holiday. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe... It's launching yeah, with a new one. I'm sure that'll be kind of, like, in that wheelhouse. But I was thinking more, like, Wind Waker-y kind of, like... You just go to like small islands, and there's like different kind of like tasks and things for you to do at each one, but like Viking tasks, you know, like raiding and pillaging. <laughs> Not yeah. like, here's a puzzle for little Link to solve. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and like, like trying to build up like a Viking. Uh, little resource management in there? Yeah, yeah. Like, you have to gather wood for ships and. Uh, uh people to like recruit people to run your ships and like have farms that you like build on the islands and things i don't know it was like just kind of like i was thinking about it at work like what would i want to play and of course i want to play like a survival resource gathering (laughs) something and i was like what what kind of like survival resource gathering hasn't been done and i was like there's not really any like like sea-based like floating around finding islands kind of thing like there's like Mm -hmm. spirit fair just came out and you're on a boat but it's kind of more like courtney's playing that 2d feeling yeah and i guess raft is but i want it to be like more permanent feeling than raft because raft you literally just like float through an endless ocean like i want to be able to go back to places and like build up islands and things like that Make outposts and shit. Yeah, yeah. Give us a working title. 
Oh god. Uh, <laughs> uh, Put him on the spot. <laughs> blood and ore, I guess. Ooh, I is that good? Better than I thought they'd be. Okay, but not it's not bad. like I don't know. Do you spell it O A R or O R E? Well, that's Ooh, a question for you, the nice game designer. Pun. Right. <laughs> or or yeah. and or. <laughs> no, it's better. Or and or. <laughs> And those or, are the or, two or. guys that teach you the tutorial, <laughs> or and or. They're all Vikings, and they pop up, and I go, press this button to loot the village. <laughs> you, also, you also go on vacation with them. Yeah. That was a bad Some R&R &R is what you're yeah, trying to say. Yeah, like an R&R. Viking accent. But yeah, for like, I don't know, for like combat, what I, I didn't have any ideas there. I know we like... Like, what is the the idea of combat there? Like, do you want well, it to be... Well, obviously some ship to ship. Yeah, you gotta have ship to ship. You gotta have, uh, like, But what does ship to ship and... combat look like without cannons? Vikings wouldn't have cannons. Do Vikings do, like, ship to ship? Do they just, like, roll up on people and do raids? they just roll up on people. And, like, if you have a boat, wow. they just, like, ram it and then jump on? They, they yeah. do ram. Yeah, you're right. Know. Yeah, would you want it to be like a kind of a, would you control a character or you're controlling kind of the groups at once? I would say you control like a character and like, gotcha. yeah, take on like a, a general kind of role and then you go in and fight, uh, go in and fight people when the ships bump each other or when you go into raid towns or cities or whatever. Uh, but yeah, I was thinking like, would I want magic in it? And I don't think I'd want any kind of magic. Uh, no, like, because like we were talking about we're all sick of wasteland and stuff. I'd want it to be kind of like this bright blue kind of thing. And then there's like big storms and stuff you have to contend with and right. that kind of stuff. Uh, and then we talked about travel a bunch, too. So, like, obviously, you're just sailing around on a ship. You can go back to previous islands that you have settlements on or whatever. Uh, and that's kind of like your fast travel is that you can go back to your previous settlements. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know what else you guys are looking for. I I don't know how much story. Like, I don't yeah. see it as like a story. I feel it's more like a survival resource gathering kind of management. I think like the a, crossover between then... RPG and like, like an, a level up RPG and a resource management is pretty slim. Yeah. yeah there's not a lot. Nobody's doing yeah, that know. right. I can see that game being made. I can see it being a thing because it's almost like you're, it's not a rogue like, but it's not like a story based. So it's kind of something you play, kind of like a sieve in a way. Yeah, you yeah. Kind of play like your campaign. Yeah, and this First is what sieve. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's all kinds of games in that kind of wheelhouse of like mm -hmm. you're just trying to build up a settlement or civilization or like Factorio factory. Rimworld, mm -hmm. a colony, like where you're just trying to get more resources, build bigger to get more resources to build bigger, kind of thing. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I think, I don't know, I like the idea of having like a fun combat kind of thing where you go into a single person and then like fight the combat that way rather than. Would you have like an end game? Like once you do this, you kind of win, or is it kind of just a thing that goes forever, like a subsidy or something? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm you have an endless far. mode for yeah, sure. Leave it open for DLC, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're thinking. We're thinking future. <laughs> Gotta get that. You know, check out the new pirate DLC, man. Another pirates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see that game being played. I play these crossover. <laughs> All right, Neil, right. what you got for us? Well, picture this. Picture in a world. <laughs> in a world. Neil uh, made a trailer for his, <laughs> his, his editing skills. Um, okay, so you're you're pulled out of. Uh, you wake up in your bed, and your parental figure is standing above you, and they, he or she, I don't know, it's your mom or your dad. Somebody says your time has come, mm -hmm. um, and is right off the bat. And uh, you're led to a, uh, outside of your, your your kind of ramshackle. It's well put together, but it's certainly not like an established like house. 
you're in some sort of village at the base of a mountain. Um, it's very it, like uh, like I think it's Tibetan. You know, they have all the colorful flags hanging from peaks, and a lot of there's a lot of stone and thatch and kind of like hay hay roof houses. So yeah. we have, we got that going on, and you slowly learn that you have been chosen as birth at birth um, to be your town's like your village's yearly sacrifice to this thing they talk about um, at, once you hit the age of 18. And you can choose your character. You can be a guy or a girl or whatever you want. Um, there is character creation. So uh, you are ceremoniously led through, um, led to this gate, um, which uh, like for a week out of every year, Usually just looks like solid stone, but for one week it turns into as as an homage to Dark Souls, which this is certainly based around. <laughs> it turns into a literal fog gate with the highest mountain behind it. So like you're looking at rolling green hills that are turning into more like icy snowy tundra, which turns into icy jaggy jagged like craggy peaks. Um, so you go through. Um, you go through this fog gate, assuming you've always been told this is a sacrifice. You're going to die. You're going to die. You're going to die. Uh, you get through to the other side. And uh, it takes a while to get through the fog. Um, but once you're out, uh, you stand at the edge of a cliff. And there's a very long, like, Indiana Jones, like, swing rope bridge in front of you. And just before that, there is a sword. And you hear a voice that says something to the effect of, like, reach the summit for your freedom, for answers, for whatever it needs to be. Mm -hmm. And so, essentially, what I am pitching to you is Dark Souls meet, or not Dark Souls, uh, Sekiro, which is a Souls-like, meets Shadow of the Colossus. And it's called Ascent. Uh, nice. So it is a... It is a stealth focused, a stealth focused kind of one v one RPG sword fighter, um, with some platforming elements involved. Not like jump from platform to platform, but uh, essentially the gameplay loop would be: you enter, let's say, this first zone is kind of the bottom of the mountain. It's very, you know, you have uh, you have you still have forests and uh greenery oh i hit my mic and like <laughs> greenery and uh um you uh the first mob i would say you come across like a group of the the first baddies you would see are kind of outlaw but they're strange they're not quite human they look human but they're they're a little bigger their skin's a little more like rough and gray something's happened to them um but they're human noise um and i would say the gameplay loop is exploring one area uh to a um level up in certain ways improve weapons and uh you don't really get experience all the all the uh leveling up you will be doing it will be by like finding uh minerals or like ores for your weapons or um, one idea I had was uh, instead of using exper experience to unlock like new moves, um, you have to fight certain unique enemies. And once you kill them, you get to use the move they were taking on you. Um, some enemies, some moves will like, you will obviously have to fight this person. They will be in your way. Uh, some people are totally skippable. Like you could know they're there and just not want to fuck with them. Uh, other enemies can be completely hidden, so you could go, you could beat the game without even knowing this move existed or this combo or whatever this perk is. Um, uh, so yeah, I would say you level up strength, makes you hit harder. Speed makes you climb, uh, climb, run, move faster. Um, endurance gives you more stamina to do all of those things. Swing your sword, run, jump. Um, although there's not really jumping in this game. There is no jumping. Um, I think it's the thing where, like, if you run at the edge of a cliff, your character would jump. 
but this a lot of at a time. Yeah, something like that. It's a it's you're pretty flat on the ground. It's a lot of dodge rolling and fights and stuff like that. Um, vitality, more health, and the one I like is perception, um, which would seem kind of like. It's not necessarily a luck skill, but it's something that doesn't give you as outright a benefit as those other things. And my idea would be that perception, the more you level it up, I would say, like, number one, you can see, like, hidden things better. Um, Mm -hmm. And I don't think, like, you get to a certain point and it's really obvious. I think they just, like, I don't know, the shimmer is more obvious. It gets a little easier and a little easier the the more you jump into it. Granted, the more you put into it, the less strong you'll be. Um, yeah. the other things being, um, once we get to each boss arena will be stage one, um, a golem, a giant kind of a la shadow of Colossus, some sort of, uh, huge stony golem or something that embodies the, the, uh, biome you're fighting in. So the first one would be like a rock grass tree. Uh, type golem which has a lot of uh which you can climb on it'll be like uh you can't fight it you got to find a way to get onto it and hit the uh and hit um its weak points uh with the tree my idea was like make it obvious that you have to cut like vines around its ankle for it to trip and fall and then you can hit in the eye something like that uh each one will have a different puzzle to solve and then once you beat the golem, inside would be, this would be a twist once you beat the first golem. Inside would be uh, a child that you either recognize instantly or just know was another sacrifice like yourself. Ah. Um, but again, they look a little different. They're not right. And they come straight for you for like a classic one-on-one uh, uh, just like sword fight. Um, and then see the other thing that would like my mini bosses. I liked this idea because I don't think I've seen it done in other souls. Like, uh, uh, that very first bridge I told you about after you go through the fog gate, you would walk across it and then an enemy would walk through fog and you would have to fight him on the bridge, but taking away all side to side mobility you could only like fall back. You could only go backwards or, uh, or win by like getting into him, fighting, being aggressive, uh, parrying. Uh, there's not really a block. Uh, but, uh, so that takes out kind of the spammy stuff, which I like, I like dodge rolling. It's there for a reason when you're fighting multiple people. Right. But I think those bridge checks, those bridge fights would be like my skill check. Right. You would, like, you'd see a new move that you'd start seeing in the next place or, or they'd be there to make sure that you could like, you could, you could defend yourself from this one thing they've been throwing at you a lot at a high level so that like, you know, it's coming up in a boss fight or something. So with Um, the, uh, with the, like the kids in the golem, would they like mirror the golem that they were inside of like their fighting style kind of thing? That's a good idea. Totally. Let's say that. I, the story is like the loosest part for me. Uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, that's a great idea. They would they would like boil it down to kind of a smaller human size. Um, whereas the golems won't really try to fight you. I think they just kind of it's just like smash, you know, just big guys trying to hit you. Um, but I don't know. Maybe there is room for improvement there. Maybe they're not as big as the Colossus, the Shadow of Colossus Colossi. Um, yeah, well, those like, you literally well, climb on. Yeah. Those are like puzzles on and on yeah. themselves. Yeah. Yeah. So is it like uh, so like you know the the tree the tree rock golem, uh, and then the the tree rock kid like fights with by throwing stones and whipping you with vines or whatever like that. Yeah, that's a great idea. You're um, welcome. Thank you. <laughs> um, Give me a cut of that money. <laughs> so you start with uh there are all there are many different variations of each of these weapons, but I would say there are three classes. Uh your basic one is a sword. Um and I thought it'd be a fun like curved sword. Um mm-hmm. so you could use it as like a hook to to swing and and uh platform in the stealth sequences. Uh curved swords would have medium dare uh medium damage, 
and improved parry timings, which would mean you have more time when an enemy attacks you to get a perfect parry off, therefore like opening up them up for a critical attack. Um, and I was thinking eventually that they could have like some sort of bleed or like status effect. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one would be a spear, um, which would do the least amount of damage, but you could be further away from your enemy. Uh, so you could kind of you could keep them at a range um, and poke them um, and also give you like acrobatics. So you could like stick it in the ground and jump over the enemy. Um, you still wouldn't be doing a lot of damage, but if you do it right, like when they're attacking, maybe you can like backstab them and you're just more mobile. You're fast. And I didn't want to make the rogue like a short daggery guy. Cause I feel like that's been done. Um, so yeah. That the rogue, so to speak, is a longer spear guy. He doesn't do a lot of damage, but he can move around a lot and hit from far away. There's not nice. really any range either. And then the third would be... Oh, and they have like the standard parry timing. It's just regular. And then the third would be like a good old-fashioned club. Right. Um, high damage, low attack. Um, it can. It has the lowest parry window, so it's the hardest to do. But hitting people enough would eventually... Uh, uh, would eventually stagger them so they right. like lose their cool for a bit and you get some free hits on them um so a little risk reward there uh and i was thinking instead of your person having uh abilities you you would be finding like special ore from the mountain and the world in the world around you um that you could level up your weapons and your weapons would have skill trees kind of like well, a lot of people are doing that now actually right but uh, that would keep it fresh, um, and I would say I would every weapon you could beat the game with any weapon. Yeah, like starter weapons don't suck. Nobody really has levels, so to speak. It's just how you adapt to the combat. Um, so no matter what, you could just stick with whatever weapon you like, as long as you like digging the move set. A weapon you find at the end of the game is not necessarily better than anything you've started with at the beginning. Um, Dark Souls does that really well. Uh, like one of the best weapons people use, you can find in the first fifteen minutes. Um, it's just like what you prefer, what feels best to you. Um, I I was thinking like la, like the Castlevania mechanics. There won't be like a lot of platforming, but the first thing you would find is like spiked boots, which would help you give up, get up, like climb walls and like stay. Uh, give, gives you a little verticality. Um, the other thing, the next thing would be a grappling hook, um, and then the third thing would be like an ice pick that you can swing, uh, or that you can just like hold on longer. I haven't really figured that part out yet, um, but I'm assuming like when you're hanging on something, you can't do it forever right. until you get a pick. That doesn't really make sense, but in video game logic, maybe I don't know. <laughs> uh, you kind of thinking more like like Breath of the Wild climbing kind of thing, where there's some kind of meter or some kind of at least some yeah. kind of timer of kind how of. long you can climb. Because one of the things I one of the things I didn't like about Sekiro is they don't have that, so I think it puts a little more pressure in the stealth sequences to like time it out. So like mm. like I can get somewhere really high, but I know I'm going to be hanging off a ledge. It's where I want to make my move, but. I need to time it right. So I get up there at the right time. I can't just get up there and wait and wait and wait and like, you know, get everybody's pattern down and then do it. I have to, there has to be a mm-hmm. little more thought. Um, yeah. Moves and combos are killed or learned by killing unique enemies. I figured each boss would give you one of these as well. Uh, Talked about the mini bridges. Uh, the bonfires would be base camps, some sort of little ramshackle fire and tent you set up. Um, where if you ever die, that's where you would go back to. Um, also, there's a fucking save point in between each golem and each sword fighter, right <laughs> off the bat. If you beat the golem, you're good. Good. Uh, <laughs> Gonna hunt for uh, campfires. Come on. And then I th- I think that's uh that's the gist of it. Um, Endings, I don't, again, I don't know much about the story. I was thinking you would get, somehow get a choice between, like, sparing, like, the last enemy would be, obviously, like, King of the Mountain. Um, Once you get him out of his golem and you have him close to death, uh, you can, like, kill him and forsake the cycle 
like break it all, fuck it all, and just go back to camp, which nobody has ever returned. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, or you can, I don't know, he gives you some sort of pitch and you can join him um, and become one of his golems. I was trying to think of a third one where like you kill him and then you become like top dog. You're like, right. I fucking love this. I'm the king of the golems now. Nice. Is it hard? Is it super hard? <laughs> it's it's hard. It's definitely yeah. hard. Gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha. Like Fury hard or like Dark Souls hard? Like like Dark Souls hard. Well, gotcha. Sekiro. It like Sekiro hard. Gotcha. Sekiro's hard, good. but it less it feels less bull and I love Dark Souls. It feels less bullshitty than than gotcha. uh Dark Souls. It's very much skill based. Uh, you have to fight people over and over, but you learn their patterns, and it's all. Uh, I've said this when I'm talking about Sekiro, but uh, it's it's learning how to be offensive, and instead of like you can't always just dodge and run away. They have ways to catch up with you. They have ways to kill you. Uh, it puts you in combat, and it makes you stay there until you die or until you win. I really, nice. I really like that. Cool. I want to play Sekiro again. <laughs> That's all you ever want to play. Because it's so good. Dark I'll buy Soul it. Sekiro. Yeah, I know you hate Dark Soul. I'll I'll buy Sekiro for you just so you try it. <laughs> so I play it. it. I don't know. I don't know. I just didn't like Dark Souls, but it depends. Have you played that uh, Star Wars game, Neil? Uh, some of the combat's no. kind of that Souls-y. I haven't tried it. I have another Souls-like that I haven't talked about because I only played it for a bit before I bought Marvel. It's called uh, Mortal Shell. It is promising, <clears throat> but I got I got a ways to go before I can talk about it. Nice. Yeah. All righty. Uh, so I have like a little, I have my little story and that's kind of it. I like, you know, I like my, my short, simple, sweet stories. So uh, after their father's science experiment goes wrong, a teenager shrunk to the size of an action figure must search their home to find their father in order to reverse the effects. But in addition to being shrunk, the experiment had another side effect. Much of the once inanimate objects have mutated and are now alive. Many of the objects are indifferent or even friendly to our hero. However, a group of action figures that have taken the name the Legion of Awesome Action Figures, or LAF, have grown fond of their newfound (laughs) consciousness and will do anything to keep it. Our unlikely hero will be enlisting the help of some of these creatures, which resemble socks, forks, soap, toys, and other household objects to find his father and defeat the Legion of Awesome Action Figures. Working title that I hate, but I also love, called (laughs) Knickknacks. All right. If we want to get real cheesy, the main character's name is Nick. <laughs> okay. But I don't like that. I like that you can just create your own kind of character. It's not going to be an in-depth creation system. You just kind of choose a little icon and get on with your life. <laughs> um, so it's kind of Honey, I Shrunk the Kids meets Pokemon. Um, so your teenager is going to start in Brave the... Little Toaster. Yeah, to some extent, yeah. Um, so you're going to start in the basement and... Each um, room in the house, your, your, your father's in the attic. So you have to make your way through the house to the attic. And each room will be kind of like a separate world. Um, at the end of each world, you'll have kind of like a boss. So you're collecting these creatures, basically like Pokemon. And in order to have other NPCs that would train them and fight them against you, I have the action figures taking that role. So you'll have the Legion of Awesome action figures, which is going to kind of just be Rambo-esque kind of cheesy action kind of characters um that fight you and they're evil because they want to keep their consciousness well i guess that's not really evil but to you you know (laughs) it's a lot of like like i don't want to think too much into it like i just want people to play the game (laughs) it's like small Um, soldiers but bad this time yeah and then um there'll be like like what's what's the uh the one with the very small soldiers asks what's the one with the aliens come to life and the kids trying to save the aliens and the soldiers are trying to kill them that's yeah, small soldiers. Oh, so, yeah, well, they're bad then. Yeah, yeah, the so yeah, it's exact. It's well, definitely the soldiers some, are bad. You're yeah, right. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, yep. So, um, and then they'll kind of have your NPCs that are good, that are your people in towns or whatever. Uh, will be like Barbies and Ken dolls and stuffed animals and things like that. Um, so you'll go through, and each world will be like a different room that's headed off before you can move to the next area by kind of like the top dog or. It kind of resembles like a gym leader uh, before you can get to the next area. Um, and I think there's just a lot of room here to create all these different kinds of characters. 
um because there's so much like just when we were thinking about different things and each room and each room i think could feel a lot different um one thing i really enjoy in games is when you get to another area and you're like oh nice like let's check out this one so you know when you arise the basement will kind of be like your tutorial kind of simple you catch your first creatures that kind of stuff then when you get to the living room you'll be like oh wow now there's um candles and there's lighters in this one and then when you get to the kitchen like oh there's forks and knives here and food items and things like that that are like characters that you can um explore um so i even had are we talking like 150 what's the i think a good number between 50 and 100 is pretty good i don't want you think what do you think the largest object is the largest object that was one thing i was thinking about was like how large could an object be but i always wanted them to kind of be around the size of action figures or maybe slightly larger um, so we're talking like what's an action figure you think uh like 10 inches 12 inches i think yeah like inches. 12 inches yeah it's like a foot tall so that's um, a pretty big action figure barbie's not a foot tall yeah that's true she's pretty, pretty that's close true. yeah she's probably it's right. 10 yeah so um i even enlisted the help of a friend uh clinton's gonna show us to kind of just give a little ideas of some of the characters that you might be able to find so he's gonna screen share um but yeah like i like we even had i tried to enlist like a couple artists so i get some variety um but a lot of them couldn't find time it's uh, a lot a lot of them are really busy actually right now doing all kinds of stuff so luckily my friend rachel harper helped me make some check out rachel harper design Here's um, left sock. Yes. <laughs> see if I can make it. I don't yeah, know if you is 11.5 inches. So. Really? Yeah, wow. To scale, she is a 5 foot 9 human. Here, I'll put it over Neil oh. so that uh, you guys can see Dan while he's talking. Gotcha. Don't put a dirty sock <laughs> Bye, <over> Neil. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I, can, I can't. Uh, so can, he, they're up. Yeah, they're just going to be in order of what you sent them to me. Oh, gotcha. Cool. So um, first is left sock. So there's, there's your left sock. Uh, Rachel kind of took off and gave you like a little circle to show like where they would be found or what type they would be. So you could find the socks in the bedroom, obviously. You might be able to find them in the basement as well. Maybe there's like a laundry room down there or something like that. Uh, so then it has a counterpart called right sock. I mean, yeah. we might change names. Maybe they'll be lefty, righty. Um and this is something a kid's like that. game, right? Definitely, because I did have one artist that wanted to make a vibrator. Okay. <laughs> and I was like, eh, no, this is going to be more of a kid's kind of thing. I mean, it's going to be, you know, kids to adults. It's definitely has like nostalgia factor of like a Pokemon or like a, a creature catching kind of thing. Honey, I shrunk the kids kind of style. Um, but yeah, it will it will be for kids kind of thing in like a eight or like a 16 bit kind of old school style. Um, Because I don't think you need much more than that. Uh, So next is like a fire type you can have. That was one of the other reasons that made me think is like in our homes, we have so many different like elements surrounding us already, like fire. Or if you did like um, you had like a computer mouse or something, you could have like an electric type like that or uh, things like that. So and then next, another fire type that I really like. I think this is my favorite one is the lighter. So it got, got a little burn or spark. Kind of move. And then next, um, I th- one of the other things I really would like to do is kind of change how evolution works. So if you collect lefty and you collect righty and you get them to a certain level, you can get them into like a pair of socks, maybe called Perry. Who knows? <laughs> so they would be stronger. But I just wanted like a different kind of vibe on evolution because um, there are things in your home that go together a lot. Um, so maybe there's a way that you can combine like the toothpaste and the toothbrush to create like a different... More of, a, more of a morph than a evolution right and i mean some will evolve and some will morph and i want there to be different vibes like that i want um, i will say that with the morph mechanic you're inherently losing one member of your team that you've poured a lot of time into yeah I mean, definitely so there definitely would have to be like a payoff they'd have to be yeah. pretty pretty strong so um and then the next one here is like a three wick candle. So that would just be like a basic evolution from the one we saw earlier that just had one wick. So more powerful, powerful. Um, and then this is something you see in Pokemon a lot. This next one is Spork. 
But the next two that Clinton shows, he can evolve into, you can kind of choose an evolution or have some kind of path that either become a fork or a spoon. Now, Clinton, can I pull you on something? Mm-hmm. The evolution of a fork and a spoon is a spork, right? One <laughs> does both. Well, have... I feel like, here's how I feel about so, it. Because I think sporks do both poorly. <laughs> So then it chooses a path and finally becomes useful. <laughs> Whenever I think about, about it. what do you think about when you think about a spork? Like what food do you think about? Like really bad cafeteria food. Cafeteria lunch. Yeah, yeah I always think beans. of, I always think of uh, Taco damn. Bell's refried beans. Oh, <laughs> okay. Because that's where like 9% of my interaction with a spork was, is from Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> Um. Yeah, so I did, I think there would be a lot of fun that you could do with the different worlds and uh, different creatures. One that w- didn't get created that I really like. It makes no sense, but again, I don't want people to think about it. I just want them to enjoy it. Would be like a Rubik's cube, and it could change its type. So, like when it was blue, it was water. When it was red, it was fire. When it's yellow, it's um, electric. So that would be like kind of its special thing, and it could probably be like a unique character. Um, so yeah, you could do mouses, you could do spinning tops, paper clips, soaps, toothbrushes, uh, maybe to get a little more adult, you could add like a beer bottle that intoxicates his enemies, um, and all kinds of things like that. So what about potted plants? That would be kind of, yeah, I was thinking plants would be kind of your, your grass type. Uh, maybe like a chia pet would be really fun. That'd but be kind I of think- like the bigger ones. But I think the vessel holding the plant would come to life, yeah. not the actual yeah. matter. Okay. Yeah, definitely. And th- that could be bigger, but you could have smaller plants as well. Um, but some of those would be large. Um, so, yeah. Because you getting into Pokemon territory. But right. Yeah. The Chia Pet would be a great idea. Yeah, I think the Chia Pet would be like a fun uh, plant one. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, there's endless amounts of things in everyone's home. Yeah. So, whatever they create and. Uh, could come to life, I think that'd be a lot of fun. And I just like the simplistic story of you're in the basement, you're trying to get to your dad, go. So, I think you could have fun with the types. I think you mm-hmm. could go a little further away from like elements, which everyone do. True, yeah, because you could have does. like you could cloth. have like plastic, glass. Yeah. yeah, I think I think so too. And that's like when Rachel put like the bedding on. Um, yeah, I, that could be like the cloth types you can have your socks and your shirts or whatever that are cloth types definitely could have plastic and uh glass i think that would be fun to do um i just just thinking about it there's a lot we what really got me back into it was grounded when we played grounded um it reminded me when i was a kid i was super into pokemon and one thing when i couldn't go outside when it was raining or snowing or whatever i would be like wow if i was tiny like there'd be a lot of room to play and so I would think about like, <laughs> so I would think about the fact like, oh, I can't go outside because I would go outside and just pretend I was a Pokemon trainer. So when I was inside, I'd pretend I was just a tiny Pokemon trainer. <laughs> uh, and then uh, when in college, um, my buddy and I came up with an idea for a game because we were playing a game called uh, Map of the Dead. And you would, it was GPS based, first GPS game I ever played. You would go around and you would fight zombies at different places and collect, um, collect resources. And I thought, man, this would be a huge moneymaker if you could collect like trading cards or creatures. Like you could get a lot, you could make deals with McDonald's to make people come and get special items. So we started creating these characters. Like if you went to McDonald's, you get like a French fry character. If you went to this place, you get this kind of character. And so, like, the idea of those characters came along, and then, obviously, Pokemon Go happened. Um, and we're like, yeah, see? Exactly. Uh, so then when we started doing this, I was like, I know exactly what I want to do, because once we played Grounded, I was like, that would be dope. All and right. I, and I love the uh, retro style, so I think it would be kind of in that, that vein. Yeah, I, I'm glad you talked about graphics. Clinton, mm-hmm. I'm assuming your game would be semi-hyper-realistic, like, real world yeah i don't know i was thinking about that too and although well, wind waker it's yeah the game you mentioned is highly cell shaded yeah so i don't know that's kind of i don't know i wasn't thinking super high high ugh, super realistic i was thinking more like yeah you're saying like bright colors and yeah yeah because yeah. i want it to be like not 
dark and gloomy. I want it to be like, hey, like, yeah, you can go be a horrible, mean Viking, but like, the Earth doesn't give a shit about that. Like, right. the weather is still like gonna be sunny in like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, and or it's gonna be rainy or whatever. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't like kind of the, the aesthetic of Fallout games where it's just like. Mm. Brown. Everything's brown and dead. Like, what the fuck do all these people eat? <laughs> like, nothing grows. So, like, they're not yeah. eating plants. Like, they eat those tomatoes. There's some plants that fall out. Yeah, but they're all like these Bats plants wouldn't eat. actually grow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's like no green anywhere. I don't know. The whole thing is just like very like off-putting to me. Like, and Skyrim's yeah. the same way. It's just like brown. Like, mm-hmm. like why is this brown? Like. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Like, I feel like aren't brown. Like, like Morrowind is like prettier than Skyrim. Yeah, for sure. Like the game Morrowind so has Oblivion. like a lot more. Yeah, yeah. Ob- or Oblivion is what I meant. Sorry, Oblivion is like a lot more pretty than Skyrim. Morrowind's yeah. pretty brown. Mar- Oblivion still has like very like brown feel to it though. In some points, but there's actually like forests. I feel like that was a decade stuff. thing too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Gears of War had the same problem. Uh, oh yeah, there's a shit ton of games that are like that. It's yeah. just like I don't know. I, just, I think I want, people thought like, that was synonymous with like gritty and adult. Yeah, just, yeah. Just like depressive and <laughs> control. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I think uh, uh, even like bright games that have some of that stuff still like suffer from that. And I don't know if it's just like a graphical thing but like why can't plants be green you know yeah <laughs> i watch courtney play like horizon zero dawn and that's kind of like a weird apocalyptic kind of situation and that's beautiful game actually yeah Whatever it has yeah 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 i mean zelda is post-apocalyptic but it's like mm-hmm. green and like the plants have taken back over and stuff right and it's like that's what would happen <laughs> yeah yeah it's not like the plants just die because all the humans did <laughs> that was one of the best parts of um the the Far Cry, where it was took place later. What was the name of that? New Dawn. New it's Dawn. like there was actually color in that game. Yeah. They obviously went kind of towards the neon route. Not kind of. No, they. Yeah, they went, they went pretty hard towards the neon route. I forgot they about that. Yeah, I feel like everyone complained about how everything was brown. They're like, "What about pink?" <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so, yeah, if uh, let us know what you think about our games. You can email us at gamegoosepodcast at gmail You can also tweet at us. We are Party File Games because we are part of the Party File Network. We also have Wait, some... hold on. Oh, yeah, sorry. Everybody vote on a game. You can't vote on your own. Out of the two, I would play. Oh, I'd play Clintons for sure. I'd play, I'd play Clintons too. <laughs> yeah, because you hate turn-based games. I hate Souls-like games. So <laughs> there's no way. Although you just, you did just play Pokemon, though. Uh, I did. Yeah. And yeah, I did. Oh, the the one thing I want to add to my game, it would have a difficulty slider that would change how much things were weak and resistant to things just so you could get some kind of difficulty in that game, so you're not just flying through. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Party Fall Games. Uh, check it out. We have some other shows. Clinton, do you want to take it away and tell us about the other shows you guys Yeah, get? so the other shows? There's more than one. Oh, there is more than one, isn't there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe yeah. I shouldn't be doing this. Uh, yeah, no, on Monday <laughs> nights, uh, every other Monday, we play uh, board games on our show called Tabletop Turkey. Uh we usually play code names because it's easy and everyone knows how to play it. Uh, but we're gonna try and find some more games. Uh, it's just been hard to kind of get uh, a set amount of players, so we've been struggling with Do figuring out games. <laughs> yeah, we might play Among Us. Who knows? Uh, but that's every other Monday. Uh, we play board games. It's fun. We play uh, on Tabletop Simulator, so it's you can see kind of what's going on pretty easily. Uh, and then the other Monday, every other Monday, is our actual played D game. Uh, my very, very good friend Sam is our dungeon master, and he's running five of us through a homebrew campaign that he has thought up with his own depraved brain. So we are currently heading into Spanifix, the largest city on the continent, uh, and... We are split up right now, so who knows what's going to happen. One of our how's he doing? I know homebrew is hard. You, you guys are digging it. Yeah, I'm having a lot of fun. I think the story is really interesting. So so that far. sounds so 
world building just sounds so intimidating, especially <laughs> yeah. when your players can ask you any amount of questions at any moment. Yeah. Just take also notes. when you work in politics and it's almost November. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in addition to that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I mean, part of that is just like, uh, I mean, your players' characters are not infallible. So maybe they know wrong information. So, like, if you have something that contradicts something else, like, well, maybe you just got it wrong. <laughs> you thought you knew this, but that's not how it is, or whatever. Yeah. But yeah. No, I don't know. It's been super, super enjoyable. Uh, I know there's more than a handful of people that listen to it, watch it, whatever. My mom being one of them, uh, she loves it. So, and my mom is, I mean, she's an old woman. She, uh, <laughs> she enjoys it. So, <laughs> does your mom nice. listen to us? I don't think so. I don't think she has any interest in video games, so yeah. I don't think she gives a shit about Game Goose. But she enjoys stories, to listen, so wants to listen to us, and I keep telling her not to. <laughs> yeah. She would have no idea what we were talking about. I just say, "Mom, yeah. you won't understand it," and I swear, like all the time. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us this week. Oh, uh, and we're gonna we're gonna start streaming at seven in the future, just because we used to do it because oh, yeah. I had a forty-five minute commute. And I got out, and now I don't, and I won't be going back to the office for like maybe a year. So yeah, so I think we're gonna try to push it up so that we can. Yeah, that'll be good. All right, uh, we'll see you guys next week. Have a great week, and we'll see you then.